Welcome to GNAC Insider, the show that lets you on the inside of the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin Young and Evan O'Kelly. It's that time of year when we're into the championship season, if you will, for spring sports. Good evening. That's why we're here tonight on a Wednesday night instead of our normal Tuesday night, because this week the GNAC Golf Championships took place on Monday and Tuesday at Coeur d'Alene. We're going to have a full report. We're also going to talk with the head men's Northwest Nazarene golf coach, men's and women's, and their men's team took the championship. Kind of a kind of an upset, I would say. Let me welcome Evan O'Kelly to the program. Evan, thanks for being with us. I, I didn't really expect Northwest Nazarene to pull that off. You know, it was a, a really tight race the the whole season and and you know in golf it's a little tough to tell um you, you never really have all five teams playing together on the same course until um the championship in in one other tournament this year that was the case but um really after the first two rounds it was a neck and neck dogfight um for the top four teams and it was uh, certainly a, a, an exciting ending I want to give a lot of credit to the women from Western Washington. They won for the third year in a row. But the men, like you said, had a tremendously dramatic ending. They did, yes. The uh, Western Washington women um, finished uh, with the top three individuals and won the tournament for the third straight year, like you said. And, yeah, on the men's side, uh, as we're about to find out here from Northwest Nazarene, head coach Craig Stensgard had uh, quite the finish. Okay, I'm going to let you line things up here, Evan, and we look forward to catching up with you toward the end of the show. Evan was there at Coeur d'Alene, and uh, what an exciting time, even though it was a little bit wet, as I understand it. Let me tell you about what else is going on with the show. As Evan mentioned, Craig Stensgard, Northwest Nazarene men's and women's head golf coach, will join us and give us uh, kind of a, the dramatic recap of how things wound up on the, eight, on the uh, playoff hole at... Coeur d'Alene. Then we're going to talk some baseball with Ken Garland, who's St. Martin's Saints, just came off a big uh, series, won three out of four at Montana State Billings. And it's not every night we get a chance to talk with an All-American, but tonight that'll be the case as Michaela Fricker, Seattle Pacific track and field student athlete, will be with us and talk about her career with the outstanding women's track and field program at Seattle Pacific. But let's not uh, delay any further. Let's talk with Craig Stensgard, who is the uh, men's basketball, men's and women's golf coach at Northwest Nazarene in his 15th year as a coach and an assistant athletic director and, in fact, attended Northwest Nazarene. Coach, thanks so much for being our guest tonight. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so for our listeners and and anybody who might not about who heard about the how the men's uh, side of things wound up yesterday, why don't you recap it for us? <laughs> well, it was uh, a pretty pretty great experience um, at the end of regulation play of 54 holes. Uh, our team and St. Martin's University were uh, came out in a tie, and um, and we ended up. On the first tee in a sudden death playoff for the GNAC championship, uh, ten, ten, all ten guys on the tee, and uh, all ten guys played the par five first hole up there at the Coeur d'Alene uh, Resort course at the same time, and uh, you count your best four out of the five, and 
you know, it was one of those situations where uh, if you end up tying again, you go to the next hole. So, but uh, we were fortunate and were able to uh, to get it done there on the first hole. And it was really a brilliant eagle by Connor Magnuson on the par. Now it's a par four. First hole is it at Coeur d'Alene? Par five. Par okay, five. So he reached, yeah, par he reached five the and, green in two yeah, and made the putt. Is that right? Yeah, you know we we uh, uh, you know we were we were fortunate. Four out of our five guys hit hit uh, really nice tee shots in great shape, and um, uh, yeah, Nick Hardy, Justin McAfee both hit their second shots just short. One maybe two or three feet short of the green, and one maybe five feet short of the green. And then Connor was second to last to hit, and uh, you know he just he flat out stuffed it. He hit it hit to about ten feet. Um, and then, you know, of course, when 10 guys are playing one hole, I mean, I think it, I don't know, it felt like it took an hour to play that I'll hole. Bet it I, did. I think it probably, <laughs> I, I bet it probably took maybe 15 or 20 minutes, but, but, uh, especially when he's know, got when, a 10 foot putt, cause a lot of guys are going to be putting yeah. before him, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, it took a while and, um, you know, I want to say thanks to the efforts of my assistant coaches, uh, Chris Jensen and Fred Sutton, um, uh, you know, we just they we we got a look at the putt and uh, helped him with the read, and um, they were our coaches on record for the day. Uh, since we also have a women's team, um, the beginning of the day when we were assign, you know, we decided who could coach who. You could have two coaches per team basically. So uh, Fred, uh, Chris, and Fred had coached the guys the day before, and we were in a great spot. And I thought I didn't want to mess with the mess with the flow. They were doing a good job, and and then in the playoff, I. I said the same thing. I was like, hey, we got him here. Uh, our group got him here, and uh, you guys need to coach him. And uh, my assistant, or Fred, was, was really wanting – he wanted to sit out and let me do it. Cause I'm, but I just said, hey, man, I can – you know, I think when you've done it a little while, it's uh, I almost drew as much pleasure in watching them in there helping coach the, as if I was in there myself for, in that moment, you know. So sure. it was awesome. And uh, they helped him with the read and uh, – you know, boy, he put a good, good stroke on it and made it, and uh, and that made that that made Nick Hardy's four foot birdie putt a little bit shorter. And then when Nick <laughs> buried that one, then then we had about a three footer and a two footer for pars. And uh, you know, the putt that ended up winning it was like a foot, and uh, and Justin tapped that in. Yeah, it was it was really neat. On the GNACSports.com website, I saw an interview with Connor, the guy who made the eagle, and he talked about how the fact that he'd made double bogey on 18, leaving the ball in the bunker, and so it was really a, a chance for redemption that he probably didn't think he was going to get, and he made the most of it, didn't he? Oh, man, yeah, that's that's true, and you know, he even touched on it. Um, you know, I, one, our, the, the gentleman, Mike DeLee, who was, who was uh, playing in our final spot of the day yesterday, he kind of had a rough day and, and, um, and he was really down. He, he was worried that, you know, his play had kind of cost us a chance at the title. And, um, and, you know, we really got second life when, when they calculated the scores at the end and, and we ended up tied, you know, I mean, then it was just like this big, real big lift for my guys because, you know, they were about, I don't know, 30 yards from the, from the clubhouse heading towards the van when I went out and told them, hey, it's the playoff, let's get going, you know. And they were just, oh, man, they were fired up. Um, just a real emotional lift. And, and uh, you know, and Connor had, Connor really had it going. He was three under for part of the day. And, uh, 
and that double on 18, you know, he was kind of wearing that on his sleeve as well. And that's kind of indicative of our guys. I mean, they're grinders. They're going to work hard. And, you know, and Connor even touched on it. He said, you know, every stroke counts. We talked about it all year. And um, so each of them were trying to take, you know, kind of shoulder a little bit of that burden. Um, but, you know, it was kind of a little, a little poetic for Connor to be able to get that back. I'll say so. You know, one of the things that I would think you as a coach have to kind of prepare the team for is that you have no control over the weather. And yesterday was a little inclement. Uh, I guess it's going to be a little easier come next year and subsequent seasons to talk them into playing when it's a little wet out there, huh? Yeah, that's that's true. And you know, we we uh we won it. We won our own invitational tournament earlier this year, and the weather on the last day was just horrible, even worse than yesterday. And and yesterday was pretty miserable for the first three and a half hours. Um, you know, I think the final couple groups played it their last one or two holes without their umbrellas. But other than that, it was you know rained pretty hard all day. But you know, we had we had won that tournament even though it was a small event earlier in the year in just terrible conditions and that I think it gave us a little bit to draw from and then you know the night before we met in the hotel and uh and you know you get them you know you kind of powwow them up and talk about the day and and as coaches we told them we said listen tomorrow it's gonna be bad weather you need to plan on it and our mindset was that we weren't going to say anything out loud about the weather we decided the night before, listen, no one no one in our uniform is going to say anything negative about the weather out loud. And it was just kind of a mental way to, to not even acknowledge it. We're going to get out of bed. We're going to expect it to be raining and blowing. And, and you can go on the range, and if you hear people complaining about it, you just need to know in your mind that, hey, we were ready for it, and we're not even going to act like it affects us now, you know. Coaching psychology, you know, you don't know if that really works or not. Sounds <laughs> good to me. One of those things. <laughs> so, yeah, when you get out of bed, if you already have decided how you're going to deal with the adverse situation, then nothing's a surprise. And I think that's probably the takeaway from that. And, and, and boy, you know, the kids just kept their head down and, and their umbrellas up. And, you know, I mean, and, and, um, and I, you know, I didn't hear one word about it. If they did talk about it, they did it away from us because we didn't hear it. So. <laughs> That's a great story. Thanks for sharing that. And a nice uh, thrill, I think, for everybody to play at the Quarter Lane Resort. Tell me about what you thought of the venue. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is, I think, year five at the venue. And I know we have, you know, a contract, I think, through next year, at least at this point. And, you know, I mean, it, it's, it, it really goes along with the Division II philosophy where, where it's it's – you know the student athlete experience is very is really important. I mean, obviously we're going to play at a high level and compete at a high level and compete in great events. Um, but you know the venue that we play at is something that the kids look forward to year in and year out. They they talk about it to the other players, and you know I mean golf's a tough sport because you know in basketball you know five guys play at a time, but you get to take all twelve to the to the game at least. You know, but in golf you know only the starting five travel, so you know there's always teammates at home that didn't get in qualifying and you know part of that you know regret of not making the trip it isn't it is competing but at the same time the experience of the resort hotel the golf courses is obviously always in great shape and, and it's just a just a really classy event and the and the gene act does such a great job of providing that experience to the kids that, that it's a memorable time for everyone 
I want to give you a chance to talk about another golfer who had a really terrific season all year long, Nick Hardy. Yeah, you know, Nick is uh, hes a special kid. Um, he transferred to us and played three years. He, he did not play his freshman year um, where he was. And then, uh, and at, you know, at the end of last year, probably halfway through last year's season, we started talking about, you know, do you want to play that fourth year of eligibility? And we were thinking about it. He was thinking about it, you know. And he got about a month from the season last year at the end and and he came to me and said you know when we talked early in february about coming back so i really think i want to do that so we started looking at it and he's pursuing his master's and in, in mba in our business program and um and you know he came back and his specific goal was to come back and you know battle for player of the year battle for all conference and then try to make the ncaa regional and that was it's a singular mindset you know and as a coach as a coach, it's it's awesome when you have a, a player that like that's driven like that. But at the same time, it can skew reality because if you have such a singular vision, that it almost feels like if you don't accomplish A, B, C, and D goals, that you can almost chalk it up as a loss of a year. You know, I mean, like did we waste our time or you know, and and it's just it's a credit to his determination. You know, he's been checking off the boxes. You know, and yesterday was. One of those days where, you know, to win that in the fashion that we did and the contribution by everybody, I mean, that just fulfilled his effort all year long, you know. And, you know, God bless him. He's right in the running right now. We'll find out on Friday, I think it is, um, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, one of these days here that the regional selections will be made. I know he's right in the mix, um, really close to his goal. And um, it's just been great. I mean, he's such a great person. And, uh, you know, over the years, golf's a little different. You know, you get to know the kid, you get to know their family. You know, his family travels to a lot of the events and watches, and it's just, it's just been really fun. It's one of those, one of those players that, uh, you know, you stay in, in contact with the rest of their lives. That's very good. Hey, I want to have you uh, – also, I want to acknowledge uh, – Two of your players, one we mentioned, Connor Magnuson, also Justin McAfee, uh, were a GNAC academic all-conference all teams, and uh, uh, you actually had uh, five, three of the women uh, players also made the yeah. GNAC uh, academic all-conference team. Uh, uh, Montana State Billings had five women, so we always like to acknowledge uh, what great students these are. Yeah, and, and I give it all credit to them. You know, they you try... You know, all coaches, I mean, you try and recruit kids that are well-rounded and they're good students, you know, and then you get them there, you get them into college, and you really see what they're made of and how how, how they can um, manage their time uh, with, you know, with the demands that we place on them as, as student-athletes. And, and those kids just just are the kind of the, the shining examples of, of what we're all about. And it's not just NNU. I mean, it's all of the, all of the schools. Um, but... You know, Justin and Justin and Connor, they really get it done in the classroom, and 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 the, and the ladies, um, Haley and Jessica, and and um, uh, I'm missing one, I think. <laughs> and uh, and it's just one of those things where where th- on the road, you know, they've always got homework with them, and they they just manage manage their time so well that it's impressive to me. 
Very good. An impressive season for you, Coach. Congratulations again, and uh, I really appreciate your taking the time to be with us tonight. Quake Stensgard, the NNU men's golf and women's golf coach, and a terrific championship for them. And again, our congratulations as well to the Western Washington women winning the GNAC championship at Coeur d'Alene. We're going to be talking baseball when we come right back. It'll be Ken Garland, who's... St. Martin's team had a terrific series at Montana State Billings over the weekend. But right now, let's see what's happening around the GNAC. In Nampa, the Northwest Nazarene men's golf team is celebrating its first ever GNAC golf championship title after defeating St. Martin's in a head-to-head single-hole playoff round at the Coeur d'Alene Resort on Tuesday. In Bellingham, the Western Washington women's golf team won its third consecutive GNAC title as three Western Washington individuals finished first, second, and third. Western Washington's Anna Borland won medalist honors, leading her team with a two-round total of 156. In Burnaby, Simon Fraser is celebrating the performance of freshman golfer Kevin Vigna, who won medalist honors with an even par 213 at the 2013-14 Men's Golf Championships. Vigna logged the low round of the tournament with a 4-under 67 and finished his final round with an eagle on the par 4, 482-yard 18th hole. In Lacey, St. Martin's baseball player Chandler Tracy was named NCBWA West Region Player of the Week after tying the GNAC all-time home run record 29. Tracy, a junior, hit three home runs last week and will obtain sole possession of the conference career record with his next home run. In Monmouth, the Western Oregon baseball team was named GNAC Team of the Week after clinching a berth in the 2014 GNAC Baseball Championships. Western Oregon has won five games in a row and can clinch the regular season title with two wins in its final conference series against St. Martin's this weekend. Online tickets for the 2014 GNAC Softball Championships are available for purchase through April 30th. For information on how to purchase tickets and for a complete listing of the Red Lion Players of the Week for the period ending April 20th, visit GNACsports.com. GNACsports.com is your 24-7 resource for all the latest on the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Schedules, results, standings, highlights, statistics, and profiles for all 10 GNAC members. Plus, catch live event coverage on GNAC TV. GNAC Insider will be right back. Western Oregon University. Small classes, research opportunities, and new state-of-the-art science facilities. Everything from biology and chemistry to earth sciences and criminal justice. Students have easy access to faculty who are invested in your learning. All the campus services practically guarantee your success. Start your science career now at Western. Learn more about the university where every student matters at wou.edu. If you're a baseball fan, I'll tell you what, it's a great time of year. St. Martin's is right in the thick of things. They went into Montana State Billings needing a big series and won three out of four. And with the successful series, St. Martin's now 
uh, plays a four-game series at Western Oregon this weekend, and they are right in the hunt to make the playoffs. And let's welcome Ken Garland, the Saints baseball coach. Coach, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Well, thank you for having me. You must feel pretty good about that victory, uh, that series at uh, Billings. Well, we did. I mean, our, our backs were to the wall. We had to make a stand sooner or later, and, and uh, we went over there and played some good baseball and, and got the results we needed, and it doesn't get any easier now, but at least we, we put ourselves in a position where we can control what uh, what happens. You had a lot of back-and-forth ball games, a couple extra inning games as well. We did. The first day, both games were uh, went extra innings and uh, unfortunately dropped the first one, and but uh, stayed uh, consistent with our play and found a way to win that second game. So we got a, a good performance out of Josh Moss on the mound and, and uh, had some key hits and and got her done that first day. That kind of gave us some momentum for that second day. Now, when you win a series like that with some momentum, momentum I know you're playing Western Oregon. That, that's a class outfit, really the class of the conference year after year after year, it seems, in baseball. But it's nice to have a feeling of confidence and momentum going into that series, I would think. Well, definitely. We're hoping that momentum that we gained uh, this weekend will carry through. Uh, it seems to be carrying through practice. And um, we look forward to uh, the challenge this weekend. Western Oregon has been the, the dominant team, and deservedly so. And uh, we've got a great challenge ahead of us, but we're, uh, we're looking forward to it. You've got a junior ball player, Chandler Tracy, who is named... NCBWA West Region Player of the Week. He's already tied the career home run mark now for the conference, 29 home runs. He's got a few more games left this year and, of course, his senior year. He does. And, uh, you know, he's kind of got off to a good start and then kind of had some uh, leg issues a little bit that we've been battling with and and, uh, kind of affected a little bit. his ability to swing the bat like uh, like he wanted, but uh, it seems to be coming back and got him relaxed a little bit more. And I'm hoping he's feeling confident because he had a he had a very good weekend over there. I see he's hitting 300. How would you describe him as a hitter? Is he a guy with power to all fields, or does he like to go a certain way? When he's able to uh, just relax at the plate and sit back and see the baseball, he has definitely powered all the way. I mean, he's probably, like any good right-handed hitter, a little bit more to the pull side, but he's got a considerable amount of home runs hit to oppo, too. So he's a, he's probably the most physical player in the conference, if you ask around coaches. So he's if he can just stay relaxed and not try to muscle up, he's strong enough to hit it out of any ballpark at any field. You got a couple of guys with uh, very nice batting averages as well. Travis Shaw, I know, has been a hot hitter for you lately, and Bobby Twett. Yep, Travis is. Uh, I mean, he's he's a good hitter, and and uh, he's kind of come into his own this year as a more mature hitter. We moved him into the leadoff spot, and that's really kind of helped uh, jump us a little bit offensively because he's he's also a very patient hitter. He takes his walks and. Um, so it's kind of jump-started us a little bit. We've been swinging it better since we did that with him. He's he's more of a mature hitter that understands where he wants the ball and, and uh, is doing some good things. Don't forget, I mean, uh, one of the things I was uh, going to say about him is he got your, your ball club off to a pretty good start uh, over the weekend, did he not? 
He did. He he's kind of jump starts our offense now at, at that number one spot. He's whether he gets on pace or not, he usually has a quality at bat and gives us an opportunity to really see what we're facing that day and, and has a way to just kind of settle us down and, and get our momentum going. So he's done a great job for us as far as leading us out of the gates and, and uh, we expect him to continue to do those things. Now you've got Zach Carter on the mound who's done a good job for you. He has. I, I don't think he threw as well last week, um, but he he's uh, he's been our our most consistent guy, and and uh, I really think he's going to finish the season strong. I, our guys, you know, when Zach's on the mound, I think they have a lot of confidence that we know we're going to be in the ball game, and we just got to make a play here or there to have a chance to win. So that's always encouraging. It's nice as a coach when you put a guy out there that you know. Can, effort-wise and, and result-wise, you're going to be pretty much get the same thing every day, and that's what Zach brings us. He's very consistent, great competitor, and we're going to have an opportunity to win a ball game anytime he steps on the mound. With that in mind, when you've got a big series like the one coming up against the Wolves, do you like to, to put him up first in the rotation? Well, yeah, we do. I mean, Again, I think as well as Western Oregon's playing and they get great pitching and their lineup is strong and they do some, I mean, obviously they do some great things. And um, But it's not so much, we're not necessarily going to try to match up somebody against somebody else. We're, we're just going to go out and try to do what we do and hopefully be consistent in what we do and continue to to play play well. And, and uh, Zach, you know, he gives us an opportunity to jump out of the gate with a good ball game and feel good about ourselves. So he'll continue to be in that role. I wish you very good luck uh, this weekend and that you uh, finish the season strong and make the playoffs, Coach. Well, we look forward to it. There's some big series uh, for us. I mean, for us to get in, we've got to, you know, play well get at Western Oregon, and then we have Central Washington, the number two seed right now at our place. So it's it's going to be a tough road, but I think our kids are, are really excited about the challenge and where we're at. So we're looking forward to, to getting down to Western Oregon and playing good baseball. Thank you so much for being with us. Ken Garland, St. Martin's University men's baseball coach and a terrific uh, weekend they had at Montana State Billings. We have an opportunity to speak with an All-American in the track and field field, if you will, Michaela Fricker from Seattle Pacific is going to be our guest momentarily. But right now, let's check this week in the GNAC. In baseball, Montana State Billings hosts Central Washington and Western Oregon hosts St. Martin's in a pair of crucial four-game sets this weekend. Montana State Billings and St. Martin's remain in close contention for a postseason berth while Western Oregon can clinch the regular season title and tournament hosting rights with a pair of victories. In softball, regular season play concludes this weekend as the top four teams battle for positioning heading into the 2014 GNAC Softball Championships. Western Oregon hosts Western Washington on Saturday and St. Martin's hosts Western Washington on Sunday in a pair of key conference doubleheaders. In track and field, five GNAC teams are headed to Bellingham this weekend for the Western Washington Invitational on Saturday. The GNAC Multi-Event Championships, hosted by Central Washington, are set to run Monday and Tuesday of next week. And be sure to follow GNAC Sports on Twitter and Facebook to stay up to date 
on all of the latest news, standings, scores, highlights, and more from around the conference. Remember, if you don't catch us live, listen to GNAC Insider via podcast over iTunes or at GNACsports.com. We'll be right back with more GNAC Insider. Seattle Pacific University is a premier Christian university where each year 4,000 students catch a vision for making a difference in the world. All across the globe, SPU graduates are making an impact in medicine, technology, athletics, business, education, music, theater, and more. SPU is dedicated to outstanding scholarship and thoughtful faith. It's a powerful combination that brings about change in the lives of graduates and in the people and communities they serve. Seattle Pacific University, engaging the culture, changing the world. As I mentioned, we have next uh, as our guest, Michaela Fricker, Seattle Pacific track and field star, senior All-American runner for Seattle Pacific, also, I might add, academic all-conference, uh, finished second at the 2013-14 NCAA championships in the 800 meters, SPU competing at the WWU Invitational this weekend in Bellingham, and we're very happy to have with us Michaela Fricker. Michaela, thank you for taking time to join us tonight. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So you've really had a terrific career at Seattle Pacific, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, you're kind of coming to the end. How are you feeling about it? Oh, it's hard. It's hard thinking that it's coming to the end. It's you know, you come in as a freshman, everyone tells you it's going to go by really fast. And as a freshman, you're like, no, it's not. But <laughs> I only have, like, a couple more races that it's over. Um, so it's definitely hard to try to find that, like, ground of being okay with it's almost over, but going out with a bang for sure, too. So it's interesting. <laughs> when you went to Seattle Pacific from Canby, Oregon, were you kind mm-hmm. of a heralded uh, track and field star already? I mean, you've had such a great career. Uh, was that mm-hmm. expected of you? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I came off uh, senior year in high school with hitting a 211. Um, so came into college, like, expecting some big things and seeing what, um, what I could do. And um, honestly, thinking back to uh, going into my freshman year of college, this is where I wanted to be. Um, by my senior year, running um, in the, you know, running around 206 time and stuff. So it's pretty exciting looking back and then seeing how far I've come so far. Is the 800 the event that you've always enjoyed running the most? Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So tell me now, when you, you know who you're running against, uh, Mm -hmm. how much does that play into your run? Or do you Mm -hmm. just strictly... Uh, try to run your hardest, you know, are there tactics involved? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it really depends on um, the race and really what the goal is. So let's say for this last weekend, my goal was to run um, a 206. And so my focus was running pace and being race smart. It wasn't who's who's in my race, what are the athletes in the race um, going to do. Um, it was focusing on myself and focusing on where I needed to be at each 200, at the 400, stuff like that. But when you look at, at nationals or GNAC championships, um, that's more so looking at, okay, what are the race tactics of the girls that I'm going to be running against? Um, what do they like to do in the race? What am I going to do? But it's also, it's more of a, more of a mix of really what to focus on, focusing on myself and my pacing, um, and where I'm at in the race, but also knowing what 
the girls around me are going to do too um, because a lot of it can happen if they go out way too fast the first 200. And so I need to be aware of what my pace is the first 200 um, so I don't go out as fast. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah a mixture of it. Mm-hmm. So how is your thinking differently when you're running a relay? Um, it's more, but I look at the four by four definitely as like, if that's my fun event, that's where I guess like run and run a race with a team. Um, so it, it definitely adds more excitement. Um, and just kind of like that team bond, knowing that there's three other girls running this race with me and we're running together to do our best together. Um, and so I think that helps also with, when it's my leg, um, to push me that much harder um, because I know I'm running for them as well. Um, and also, I just I enjoy the 400. It's, it's my fun race, too. That's cool. So, so mm-hmm. tell me about how you see the conference championships now. Uh, you know, we're getting close. How do you look mm-hmm. at the uh, conference overall? Um, yeah, so, yeah, it's already – a month or three weeks away. It's definitely really yeah, close. Yeah, two and a half weeks. Um, no, wow. <laughs> um, so yeah, definitely like looking at it as a as a team team perspective. Um, you know, we've had a lot of success on the women's side of of taking the title, and you know, of course, we want to go in and we want to try to take that title back um, and do the best we can. And we have a younger team, um, so it's definitely been a lot of development for them over this year. And it's been really cool to watch the younger athletes um, improve themselves. And I think, I think at conference, a lot of that is going to come together um, for everyone. So I'm really excited to, to really watch that. And, you know, GNAX is just such a fun time to come together as a team, but also just to come together as a conference and really see what, what the GNAC really holds and um, to compete against um, the different athletes in the GNAC, too, is pretty fun. Coming off the success you've had in your career and then at the Indoor National Championships, as a senior with a younger team, do you feel sort of a responsibility to provide leadership? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I think I have um, kind of felt that this whole year. Um, cross country, I was the only senior, and then there's only three seniors in track. Um, so it's definitely um, kind of setting that example and showing them um, that they to be dedicated to work hard, to come to practice every day um, and put your full self in it is really what's going to get you to the top and what's really going to um, really push you and see where you can go. Um, so if, if they're watching me and they get that from me, then that's, um, and I want to do whatever I can for my, my teammates. I mean, I really look at my teammates as family. Um, and really uh, just really enjoy that bond of being on a team. Um, so, like I said, it's been fun to watch them develop, and I hope they continue to really do that. I hope so, too, and I hope it continues this weekend in Bellingham at mm-hmm. the Western Washington yeah. Invitational. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Great having you with us, Michaela. Michaela Fricker, yeah. Seattle Pacific. Uh, track and field star with us tonight on GNAC Insider, and we appreciate that very much. I'll tell you what, I always love hearing from the athletes and the coaches, people with so much dedication, not only for the athletics, but also for the academics. We've got, uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, kind of the, 
the championship season of the spring sports is upon us. We welcome Evan O'Connor back to the show. And, Evan, I know one of the things that people can enjoy is the softball championship coming up and tickets available online. Yeah, that's right, Kevin. Uh, we just got back from Coeur d'Alene yesterday evening, and in less than a week we'll be headed over to Richland for the softball championships. Uh, like you mentioned, we have uh, tickets available online now. You can purchase those um, through April 30th, um, and those will also be available the day of. And for people who may not have been with us last week, you described a little bit the softball facility there at Richland in the Tri-Cities area. But for those who weren't with us, tell us about what it's like. You know, it's it's a really nice facility. Um, it's it's four fields back-to-back in kind of a centralized location. Um, the fields are top quality. We went out there and, and checked them out and kind of scoped out which field we were going to um, designate as the game field. But it's a really got great viewing, um, covered seating areas uh, all over for, for the viewers. And it's, uh, like we said before, a, a good location for uh, all the teams heading into it. And the games get underway when? Uh, Thursday, May 1st, um, are the first two games, and then Friday will be a triple header leading into Saturday's um, championship game, which with the possibility of a, a second um, championship game, depending on how the first ones go. So the dates will be May 1st through 3rd. And when you think about it, really, if you look at the geography of the conference, the Tri-Cities area is pretty centrally located. I know there's Red Lion. We always like to mention Red Lion. There are some good Red Lion hotels. Anybody who's a softball fan, good chance to go out and catch some great softball. Yeah, it is uh, pretty centrally located. Um, and, and now that the field is set, um, it actually makes the travel pretty straightforward for the teams. Um, it's Central Washington, St. Martin's, Western Washington, and Western Oregon. So um, seating hasn't quite been determined yet, but um, we've determined that those four teams will be the field for the tournament. Very exciting. Yeah, but I look forward to uh, visiting with you again next week. I thank you for all the work you do behind the scenes, and I know updating folks on Twitter and Facebook uh, for all the GNAC updates throughout the week. Thanks, Evan. We'll talk to you again next Tuesday, Kevin. Sounds great. Evan O'Kelly, and I thank you for joining us as well tonight on GNAC Insider, and I hope you'll join us next Tuesday night. Thank you for joining us on GNAC Insider, the weekly update on the student-athletes, coaches, and events of the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Catch us live every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Pacific at blogtalkradio.com slash GNAC Insider or listen at your convenience throughout the week at GNACsports.com or subscribe to the podcast over iTunes. GNAC Insider is a production of Soundbrook, creating revenue streams with digital audio.